Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast in which I'm joined by Sam Hollis. And Sam is quite unique in the way that he has his business. And that will become more apparent, one, as I read through his bio, but also as we go through this conversation. So Sam is a business owner, dad and serial networker. He runs Sam Hollis Web Design from Mozambique, where he lives with his family. And this is where it's slightly different because the UK designers who make the sites don't actually usually let him touch the websites anymore. And I'm sure listeners, you'll probably see that most people have their business perhaps in the UK or US and then outsource overseas where actually Sam is the way around, which is a great spin on that. Um, But not allowing Sam to touch the websites anymore leaves him more time for networking, chatting with his clients and running the business. Great to have you on today's podcast, Sam. Thank you very much. Great to be. And it looks very tropical where you are with the backdrop. I know the listeners can't see it, but it looks very colloquial uh, in the house layout with a pillar on there on the porch and the, the backdrop and the beautiful sky behind you. As I look here, actually, in the UK, it's a similar sky that's outside, which is probably a first I can say that. Um, So tell us a little bit about why you live in Mozambique. What's what's because, you know, as you said, UK designers. So you'd expect UK business owner to be based in the UK, outsourcing outside of the UK. Well, actually, you're the way around. So tell us a little bit about the reason behind that before we get into the into the main podcast questions. Yeah, so we're out here really for family reasons rather than anything to do with the business. Um, my wife I had a job uh, near us, which was great, and then she moved jobs um, and she was commuting sort of three hours, uh, which is not yeah. a fun commute. So, isn't it? Away for a couple of days, back for a couple of days, and, and sort of got fairly fed up with that. Um, so, went to the business with, you know, I'm going to leave because this is, yeah, I'm not enjoying this. And they gave us some other options. Um, okay. And one of the options working abroad and it's a it's a sugar business and it was largely a case of southern africa looks interesting but with children it was where is there a sugar business near the capital so the children can go to school because a sugar business in the middle of nowhere in africa is not going to be great for our kids um and so yeah it was sort of that Uh basically is how we ended up here um so yeah it's my, my wife is working here and i just thought well you know i can just unplug the laptop plug it back in here and carry on the business yeah why not yeah yeah exactly why not yeah and uh yeah i should imagine that's quite a different change of climate to the uk as well as a uh, culture etc to experience so yeah congratulations so um again something quite unique is the coffee that you're drinking so tell us a little bit about the coffee you're drinking and why so that um it's called goran gosa coffee you can actually get it in the uk i'm not sure who's selling it at the moment but it is available in the uk and us but goran gosa is a big park in mozambique um people who read national geographic have probably heard a lot about it they support it 
um, there's a big problem with parks in Mozambique is most people have heard of Mozambique from the Civil War back in the 80s, 90s, and that basically wiped out all big wildlife there. Um, There was nobody looking after the parks. There were people eating bushmeat, and so there's nothing. So there's a lot of regeneration of parks going on. We're literally just right now at the stage where carnivores are being reintroduced in a lot of places, which is quite exciting. And Gorongos is one of those places. It's a massive park. It used to be, um, apparently back in the 60s, it was the place to go in Southern Africa. It had huge resorts and stuff, and it's all been ruined for years. But there's a big um, American um, philanthropist who's supporting it. There's a lot of work going into it. And one of the things they're doing is sort of trying to develop the people who live there and help them and so there's local coffee grown there's a mountain there's mount on ghost which is a huge mountain in the park and so the slopes on there are perfect for growing coffee wow. and so there's a project with people growing coffee there with, within the park um, yeah. and i so they even roast it locally now it used to have to go to the u.s to be roasted and come back here <laughs> but now they yeah. actually can roast it which is crazy but it's now roasted here and yeah oh. you can get it in the but, but don't don't you think you know i always remember my mom saying to me many decades ago but the world's going upside down and i never knew what she meant until you start to look at the global economy and the way we we work and i i remember speaking to a salmon um fishery guy in scotland who you know farms his fish he then sends them to france to be smoked because there are very few smokers left in scotland and then he transports them to the far east to be packaged to then be brought back to the uk and sold on the supermarket shelves i mean one (laughs) you can't understand how that can be you know economically viable but also from a traveling around the planet and the fuel etc it's uh, so it's good so good to know that one you're in mozambique having mozambique coffee and that they yep. roast it in Mozambique uh, as well. So uh, yeah. um, you you are true yeah, bean to cup, dom- aren't you? Domestic yeah. use. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, unfortunately, only for domestic use. Unfortunately, the Western world's put massive tariffs on on goods that come in produced, so they can send the coffee beans at a low cost. But as soon as they roast it here, you can't get it into the UK and the US without huge tax. So right. they still have to send the beans out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So. How do you take your coffee then? Um, and, and it'd be quite ironic if you tell me you take it with heaps of sugar. Now you've mentioned the story behind <laughs> why you moved to Mozambique. But no, how do you take I, your coffee? I, ne- I never, not with sugar. So I do it two ways, basically, either a cafetiere or a latte, sort of mid-morning. I quite like a latte as well. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, if yeah. it's a cafetiere, just black as it is, no yeah. sugar. Right. And it's interesting you said sugar because you know, I live uh, in near a town called Newark in the UK. And yeah. one of the largest employers in our area is British Sugar. So yeah. uh, a lot of the farmers grow sugar beet and then they process it at this huge facility in Newark uh, for British Sugar. So I'm used to seeing and smelling sugar and sugar beet on the side of the road it spills out the wagons as well so uh, there's probably some similarity there with where you are and where i am with, very with similar that kind with, of smell. well we are here with we are here with british sugar um ah, yeah, okay they own the mill here we're not i'm not at the mill now i am sometimes it's about an hour and a half away sometimes i go there it's quite nice to be able to work from there because you sort of want the sugar estate but yeah exactly yeah. the same except it's cane kicking around rather than the beet um, yeah 
and they, they bring it into Maputo, the capital, and you can buy sugar juice on the side of the street, and they juice the cane, and you just get it in a cup. Ah, great. Oh, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm not a big sugar fan. I like sweet things, <laughs> but pure sugar, yeah, yeah. So I'm not quite sure about that. It's a little bit sweet, the juice. They put some fruit in there, then that's like a bit of ginger or, or yeah. um, passion fruit, and then that's, that's... Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that's perhaps a drink to talk about when, when we're on another podcast <laughs> some other time. <laughs> So, so you've you've got obviously quite a significant change that you've had in your web design business, and it sounds like other uh, reading your bio, other things have changed as well. So, tell the listeners a little bit about something that you've worked on or something significant that you've fixed or evolved in your own business. So, um, I think one of the things relatively recently has, has been working towards targets. So, I've sort of always set things I want to do in my business, set goals, and then sort of every quarter look to them, see where I'm going. But in the past, I had a bit of a habit of I'd set the goal and then I'd go to the end of the quarter and look at the goal and, and it wasn't met. And, and that yeah. was kind of the end of the process. And you, Most people are probably spotting, you know, the obvious holes here. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I've now really got into the, okay, so, yes, I've, I've set the, you know, I've done the business plan, what's coming up for the next few years, I've broken that into quarters, and now I've really got into the, okay, so what does that mean tomorrow? What does that mean next week? Yeah. yeah, what are my goals for the end of the week? What am I doing today to get towards those? How did I do yesterday and what areas have I done well in and what I do and I need to move in? So I've really moved from that higher level goals that you kind of look at, and then at the end of the month, month or quarter you go oh well I didn't make those there's a big surprise to now yeah. getting it down into the day-to-day -day part of what I'm doing so that everything is feeding through and, and those goals are, are being met oh it's not consistently all the time but that'd be too easy if they were but yeah, you know sure. mo mo I'm moving towards them lots of them are being met it's a much yeah it, it's moving the business forward in a completely different way I'm able to much more plan what I want and know that it, it's going that way and moving that direction yeah, and I think probably a lot of the listeners will resonate with that. And certainly I do on a sim simple way that, yeah, I know people who create plans, they put them in a filing cabinet, they set their quarterly goals and that that's it. And they, like you say, review them at the end of the quarter, pull it back out of the filing cabinet and say, oh, how come that didn't happen? You need the ac action and activity. The other thing I find that I'll share with you, Sam, and with the listeners, I'm interested to get your take on this, Sam, as well, is that yeah. I, I do a list every day of the things I've got to do in the day. And you know, yeah. I've done lots of time management courses. I follow the, the Brian Tracy uh, way of doing the A's, the B's and the A1's and the A2's and prioritizing. But if I don't look at the list, it doesn't get done. Yeah, I can create a list this morning. I've looked, I created a list this morning. I've been back to back with podcast recordings and client sessions. I haven't looked at the list and I can bet you not one single thing has been done on the list. And it's not because I haven't had the time to do the things on the list. It's because I've not looked at the list. So do you find that when looking at your targets that they've got to be visible? Do you keep, how do you keep them in front of you like that so that you, you can keep that momentum going? What I tend to do is at the beginning of a week, I have some targets for the week. And then yep. my time, I sort of plan for the week and break it into sections. So, you know, I sort of try and do some sales every day, some um, project management every day because that's a lot of what I do yeah. and then I try and break my sales down my targets down into those sections 
so that yeah. I'll have a sales target for the end of the week. So I'll then try and make sure when I'm doing the sales, I'm like, okay, you know, it's Wednesday. Have I closed any deals this week? Have I got many leads this week? Um, yeah. And then keep on top of it that way. So try and sort of break my time up into sections and have the goals linked to those sections. So when I sort yeah. of switch and go, okay, I'm doing two hours of sales now. I'm going, right, okay. So actually I've got loads of leads in the beginning of this week. That's brilliant, but nothing's closed. So I really need to now for the next few days work on those closes so that I'm working on those yeah. times. And I suppose, yeah, the, the, the reflection of that with what I do is that your Wednesday, that sort of, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to look at where I am on the progress is my three o'clock. So what I found listeners is that, you know, my to-do list, I have an alarm on my watch and it goes off at three o'clock every work day. And that's my three o'clock to look at my to-do list. Cause if I look at my list, normally between three to five, I can get all the tasks done. Why I just didn't do them eight till 10, but usually I can get more done because we do need, as you've done there, Sam, we needed to set that reminder of looking at how we're doing so we can make those tweaks and those adjustments and sometimes just get the stuff done that we know we need to get done. So, yeah. so I'm intrigued about the website side of the business because I think this has been something that, you know, uh, you know I've got quite a few clients that are web designers or web developers of all different sorts, shapes and sizes. And it's it's very much being evolving and moving as an industry and what people expect. You know, there's people paying tens of thousands of pounds on a website, uh, tens of thousands a month to maintain them to the sort of pay-as-you-go website model uh, and a fairly low-risk way. I mean, I was talking to somebody, a, a coach just yesterday, um, you might be able to help him actually, Sam, uh, who he's had somebody in the US, he's paid a, a large lump up front for the website they've been building it for 12 months they've been backwards and forwards on content and now he still hasn't got his website and for a lot of us yeah that's quite a risk risky process of putting money into a website and then not getting the results and very often it's because of us because of our lack of content etc just tell us a little bit about your model and how that fits with the evolving market of web design so, yeah, I mean, we do a few different approaches, but yeah, one of the main approaches we do, especially with new businesses and with uh, small businesses, especially B2B often, is, is the pay-as-you-go model. So yeah. the idea is that you're not paying for a website, you're paying for a monthly package. And in that monthly yeah. package, you've got a domain, you've got an email address, you've got a website. So effectively, people make their first monthly payment to, to us, and then we're meeting them and discussing their new website. And that's up and running fairly quickly. And yeah, they've not had to, like you said, put shell out that large amount of money up front, which for a small business, especially, is it's it's high risk, and you might not have the capital there. Um, yeah. It's just you you're on a you know just like the pay as you go phone, like lots of other services. It's just a monthly payment. Um, and yeah, we find lots of small businesses re really like that approach. They like it uh, financially and they like it risk-wise. Like you said, it takes the risk away. We don't tie people in. Because um, I know some people sort of say you can pay monthly, but effectively it's a payment plan. You know, this isn't yeah. a payment plan. This is a, this is just a monthly package. So if next month you want to stop, you can stop. So your business hasn't got, it's not committed on, you know, on, a, on an ongoing basis. So it, yeah, it works really well from a whole lot of perspectives. 
um, yeah, and our customers really like it and, and stick with it. And it means we've also got skin in the game with their business in some stage, because, you know, if their business is doing well, they stick with it and they stick with us. So, you know, it, our customers know and we know we've got sort of an interest in them doing well. We're not just, we've not taken their thousand pounds and we're happy and, you know, we're, we're done. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think people respect that, that buy-in from somebody who's actually willing to show their commitment to the success of the product as well and the delivery of that product. I think that for me is really, really important. What, yeah, what? I mean, you know, it is it is quite a hit for us financially because because uh, we've got in-house builders and writers and stuff, so there's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Is there any trends that you're seeing in you know websites or web presence that uh, either you can give us an insight to something we should be making more of? Um, I'm going to ask you to share a bigger tip, you know, a, a little bit later on. But yeah, you know, are there any trends that we as as the listeners should be looking out for in web at the moment um i mean i think what what's really working for a lot of our customers that's been around for a while but a lot of people are still not sort of taking up is the the free giveaway um we've all seen them the the yeah. free DAO. you know give us your name and your email address and you get dot 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 you know you're yeah. going to go on a holiday this is your top tips for the best places to go in crete um you know, there's yeah. people are tempting you in with some sort of a free promotion or whatever, but just using that to get those contact details from someone building, visiting your website. There's lots of people who think about the website, but they don't think about what they want people to do at the end. You know, you want yeah. people to visit and do something. And that's a really good way of getting people to give them your contact details. And then your website's yeah. being really useful. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask a, another sort of uh, question i think that probably is on the tip of the tongue of, of a few listeners um listening to this very often i think when you're choosing a web designer uh, it's so difficult to make the choice who to go to how much i should be paying and we've we've covered the cost side of it but very often understanding the skills that we need in a web designer is a bit beyond us because you know we don't understand the code we don't understand the platforms we don't understand the difference between wordpress joomla python and all these other kind of things um if you were to give the listeners two or three things to look out for when choosing a web designer such as yourselves what would that be um I guess not focusing on the technology is important because um, the web designer needs to know the technology, but actually yeah. as a customer, you don't, it doesn't, unless you've got a particular preference, actually what's important to you is what the website delivers. You know, are you after a website that's delivering a high number of leads? Um, yeah. And in which case, you know, you're looking at your whole digital marketing strategy and how the website fits into it and interacts with it. Um, so I think that's a big thing is what's the what's the website doing? What's it going to do for you? And if they're talking about that sort of thing, um, I think talking about writing is really important. So we get yeah. all of our pretty much all of our websites professionally written. Um, and if people and if the designers talking about you doing the writing, unless you particularly asked to that, that would. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be sure about that because it's a very it's a very specific skill. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I, I think it's it's the key is are they talking about what your website's doing, your whole digital marketing, and how it fits in, um, or are they just talking about you know the technical? The tech, are they yeah. just the tech? That's it because the tech's part of it, but there's marketing's part of it, the design part of it, the writing part of it. It's got to be the the big yeah. picture. Yeah. I mean, if in fairness, I mean, I'm not a mechanic uh, and I don't know much about cars at all. And if if I had to understand the tech behind how a car works, I'd never buy one. I'd still be riding around on a bicycle because I understand how a bicycle works. So I can make my decision. Yeah. It's, it's, interest, it's interesting what you say there. And I think that's really, really important that one of the reasons I see a lot of my clients get let down in the completion of a website, as I say, very often it's their own fault is because of the problems around the copy. It's the words. Yeah. It's the writing. Yes. Um, and I think that's a really good tip there, listeners. You know, if if the website guys will do it for you and professionally for you, then great. Or get somebody to do it on your behalf and then give it to the web designers because it will be the thing that gets in the way of completing the website and it will be the generally thing that lets the website down as well. Yeah, 100%. People writing for themselves don't know the amount of repetition needed, and they tend to talk about themselves, which, yeah. know, from a marketing point of view, is generally a bit of a disaster. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you've, you've gone through this, this process uh, yourself, how, how has business been then since you've made these changes? How have things worked out with you, particularly with with uh, yeah, the, the working where you do and using some of these changes that you've made in your own, your own business. How's that working so far? So, I mean, that is going well. So, yeah, the improving targets is really helping the business to grow. Um, spending time now reflecting on what needs to change within the business on a regular basis is really helping. So looking at, you know, how process is working for the business but, and how it's working for the customer, you know, yeah. really listening and finding out. So, so we've built a website for somebody. How was that for them? How, you know, was it an enjoyable experience that they got what they wanted at the end? What are we going to do? What are we going to tweak to make it better for them, better for us, um, work, work better for everyone? Yeah, great, great. And, and isn't it amazing that by actually what most people would see as hard work and more in depth, setting targets, more action, more activity. It actually does give you the space and the capacity to do the things that can help your business grow. Because if all you're doing is chasing your tail with no targets, no vision of where you're going and no idea of what action you're doing today and how it helps, you just end up in chaos and you just end up going around in circles, don't you? And you don't get that space to help the business grow. And it's almost a self-perpetuating trap of not setting targets that causes a chaos that doesn't give you the time to do the things you need to do. So I'm glad to hear that it's, it's giving you the time and giving you that bird's eye view of what you need to do in the business as well and what works. That's great. So if, if, if people, Sam, want to find out more about you and the, the websites and the services that you offer, where do people connect with you? Where do you want to send the listeners to today? Um, well, my website, which is samhollis.co.uk, is great for the pays you go. There's lots of information on there. Um, yeah. And apart from that, really, the best way to connect with me is LinkedIn. Um, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. There's lots of posts on LinkedIn. I've just been yeah. away, so there's not as many as normal. 
Um, and yeah, that's where I chat with lots of people, get in touch with lots of people. There's links there to book in one-to-ones and things. So yeah, LinkedIn is really, really the best way to get hold of me. Yeah. And on LinkedIn, you're down as Sam, are you? S-A-M? Yeah, S-A-M-H-O-L-L-I-S. Great. So Sam Hollis on, on there and the same for the website as well. Did you say it was dot yeah. Sam Hollis dot, dot co dot UK dot co dot UK. Perfect. Great. I've got to ask a, a quick question then before we move on to the, the, the tip and the lesson that you can give to the listeners, because you've already shared a couple anyways, as many guests do before this point. You said you're just being on vacation. So for me, living in the place that you do would be the vacation for me. So going to Mozambique, living there, having the beautiful skies and the beautiful country and the parks around you. You say you've just been on vacation. I've got to ask, where did you go? So, yeah, that's a bit interesting. So it's a really long one. So there is lots of, yeah, as you say, amazing things, but there are certain things that there are not here, especially uh, my kids are teenage girls. If you're a teenage girl and you're wanting the shops, the, you know, the happening stuff, you are not going to find it in central Maputo. We have a bit of a cheat because we can nip over the border to South Africa and that's a totally different world in many ways. That's a whole podcast in itself. But um, (laughs) my daughter is a, one of my daughters is a gymnast. Um, she's actually going to represent Mozambique in December. Um, oh. And so she went to do some gymnastics camps in the US uh, where she can, there's really good facilities. There's really good training. Um, she missed out on a lot with COVID on camps that her sister got to do that were just all yeah. cancelled. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of a mix of, of getting to do things mixed over COVID, uh, missed over COVID and, and that sort of gymnastic training opportunity. Um, so, yeah, we, I took her over to the US. She did a couple of different camps for a week and then we popped by the UK on the way home to catch up with family. Yeah, great. Sounds good. So a tip, a lesson for the listeners to take away. What would you like to share in today's podcast that people can take away and do something with? Um, I, I was thinking about this and one of the things I think is just take the risk. So whether it's in life, whether it's in the business, if you don't take a risk and, and try something, it, you're never going to move anywhere. So, you know, we, we've come out to Mozambique and, yeah, it was a, it started as a risk. It ended up in a much bigger risk as we moved out in um, March 2020, uh, which was quite yeah. entertaining. Yeah, it's a good um, time to move, yeah. So, yeah, but that's it. Uh, it wasn't planned for then, but there we go. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, you know, obviously wait up. <laughs> don't do every risk, but, you know, take that risk. If you're always sat there thinking, well, what if? then then you will all be sat there, always be sat there saying what if and if you you know yeah. things won't move forward so it's yeah take the yeah. opportunity take the risk I, I don't know what you've found sam and and again the listeners might agree with this some might disagree with it but you know in, in all my life yeah, i was very uh, wrapped in bubble wrap uh in business to start off with, you know, I had a good job, good salary, good car. And I took the risk and went self-employed back in 1992. It was, and that was quite a move. You know, I just got married, just bought a house and decided to go self-employed. Um, just as interest rates went from a four or 5% up to 15% as well on mortgages, which was even better. So, but the one thing I've I found in all my life now as an entrepreneur there is very little that if you take a step out, as you've rightly suggested, Sam, and take the risk, that you can't put right and wind back. 
Uh, and it's not about having safety nets. And of course, they can be important sometimes. But very often, there's a lot less to lose than you think. Because yeah. you can just wind it back. And sometimes you can be, I always remember somebody gave me the best, two bits of advice. Always pay your, your taxes and your VAT on time. And two, when you get knocked down, just dust yourself and get back up. Yeah, that's and it. I think and, that's and, and, and learn from it. Um, yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? When something's gone wrong, um, there's always, you know, there's always le- learning to be done from it, even if it's painful. Yeah, um, you can actually gain a huge amount from it. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it's 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 difficult, isn't it, for a lot of people to understand the risk uh, and how people do take risks, and also how people learn from failing. Yeah, why would you want to keep failing over and over again? Well, you and I wouldn't be talking with a light bulb over our heads if somebody hadn't have given it more than one chance. Yeah, yeah. there's many things in life That's that if it. people had yeah, stopped at that one, we'd be nowhere, would we? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you listen to the stories of the people who have a lot of success, and a lot of those also have a lot of big failures, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they they do. And I was I was uh, mentioning on the previous podcast about the book, uh, The Dip by Seth Godin, and when to stick and when to quit, and sometimes the quitting is a success because you can take the risk, listeners. And Sam, it's a great tip. But actually, the other half of that is when you take the risk, it's when knowing to carry on fruitlessly or when to quit or when it's working and to carry on because it's working as well. You know, it's, it's knowing when to stick and when to quit when you've taken the risk as well. So that's a great, great tip. So, um, Sam, question for you. If you're to have your next coffee from the local area and you were to have it reading one of your favorite business books or it can be a fictional book actually uh, it can be a fictional book we had daniel Priestley on a few episodes ago and he decided to go for a fictional book uh, what would be the the book and where would you be having that coffee whilst you were reading that book okay so i mean the dream locations are so good here um there's a brilliant place probably i choose which is a sort of hour and a half away we've got an amazing beach location you can see on top of the cliffs uh with the gin and tonic watching the humpback whales migrate past for half the year oh uh, which is pretty stunning beautiful yeah yeah when you get too hot you can walk down to the beach and hop in the warm the warm indian ocean so i think it would definitely have to be have to be there um at Pontedoro, um and at the um resorts on the cliff there um and then the book that's a tricky one because there's so many good ones um i'm gonna go for something by dickens it always it always they always make me laugh believe it or not the language the language is when you actually read it and almost if you read it out loud the language is so it is really good the characters are hilarious um their stories are long but um (laughs) yeah yeah but i enjoy them yeah, and yeah. classics as well, isn't it? You know, the, the proof is in the classic, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, That's fantastic. It. Yeah, well, you're giving us a great picture of the humpback whales. I'm sure all the listeners are going, oh, um, I need to go to somewhere like that. Just give us a location again. So the location of there is Pontadora, which is the furthest southern point in Mozambique. Uh, the resort there is called Sky Island, which is on top of the cliff, so you can find it on Airbnb. To see that. Great. Yeah. Right. You well, can there we go. We're, 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 we're
<laughs> yeah, we're, we're all planning our vacations for next year now to go there and, uh, and see the humpback whales. Just ask well, me for advice about visas first. It, it might take you a while. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Well, another reason, listeners, to reach out to Sam Hollis isn't just to find out about <laughs> uh, websites, it's to find out about visas for vacation in uh, Mozambique. Uh, you've been a great guest, Sam, as, as, uh, as always. Uh, you've given us a real value. Thank you very much for finding the time after you've just come back from vacation and getting great internet signal, which I know isn't always easy in Mozambique and places like that. And for sharing such good insights, you know, and, you know, not focusing on the tech is definitely one of my takeaways from this podcast. Uh, and, you know, having that professional copy, I think that's a really good reminder for many people listening to this to, to focus less on the tech and focus more on the outcomes of the website and how you're going to get, really really great copy onto the platform that's going to give you the results that you need so thank you for sharing that really appreciate it and it's been great to chat yeah and listeners as as you know this is part of my mission to help you be better aware better educated and held accountable you've heard lots of great awareness some great education and now all you have to do is go out there and implement what we've talked about let us know what you thought about the podcast itself. Uh, leave us a review uh, and also tell us what difference it's made. Tell us what you've done. Tell us what you learned from this today and how you've put it into action. And as Sam talked about with the change that he's made in his business, setting those targets, setting those milestones, let us know what difference that has made to you and what kind of targets you've set. That would be a great way of letting us know how you've taken success from today's podcast and as always i look forward to seeing you on the next one bye for now thank you for listening don't forget if you'd like any help and support with your business do get in touch with simon and to discover what your business needs you to fix next visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and simon would love you to rate and review the show too thank you thank you